Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The art of montage. You know, we can look at uh, montage, or at least define it, as a graphic technique in picture making, where we're combining or manipulating several images. Now, these images could be drawn from our everyday life. They can be drawn from our dreams, things we make up, you know, from our imagination. They can also combine with those images, ideograms or elements. And many of them don't logically belong in what we call a single slice of life scene kind of composition. But in the art of montage, we're taking these different elements, like ingredients in a soup, and we're superimposing, overlapping, just positioning them so that they blend in to each other or into an actually new single image in and of itself. Elements can be real or abstract. They can be created two-dimensionally with paint or drawing materials, or even three-dimensionally using elements of collage and assemblage. You know, making pictures isn't just about, here's an apple on a table. Making pictures can provide ourselves and the viewer with something that they've never seen before. You know, the, the human brain loves eye candy. It loves stuff that hasn't seen before because it doesn't know how to put it into a category. There's no existing category. If you show the brain something different, it doesn't have a ready-fit category that it can slot itself into unless it's seen more art sophistication than there is some kind of a category. But for the most part, viewers love when they don't have a category because then they start engaging with the image on a different level. When we have a category, oh, picture of a dog. I get it. They've moved on. It could be a cute dog, interesting dog, presented in a little bit of a different way, a little more engaging. But when they see something they haven't seen before, the brain does some, some work. It's got to do some work. It's got to create some energy. And we like that as artists, people thinking about what we're doing and about our work. So a more symbolist, okay, we talk about symbols or graphic forms of art are interesting because they can convey more than just narrative information. In other words, a narrative story that says the girl and the boy were, you know, playing a game in the backyard. It involves because it's more like poetry. It gives hints to a story. It involves the viewer. It involves the viewer where that viewer needs to actively use the brain 
in a different way because everything isn't spelled out. You have to look, like, what does that mean? And so their brain asks questions. Why did the artist do that? The brain asks questions. The character that may be, you know, hinted at is now the character that is perfect in the viewer's brain. Much like reading a story versus watching a film. We watch a film, we hear this, the main character's voice, we see what they look like, and when we read a book, the brain is more engaged because we have to picture the main character. We have to hear the main character's voice. There's a difference there. Active participation with the work that we're creating versus more passive participation. Those are things that I kind of want to talk about um, today. So one of the things about uh, the art of montage is that it can present opposing aspects of the same theme simultaneously in one image. Obviously, we're using our one-third, two-third rule, so showing one aspect of something maybe more predominantly than the other. When we express ideas and abstract concepts, for instance, like the passing of time or events, we're using them as visual metaphors that transcend really beyond the image. And even the image is sum of all the parts. What are we doing? We're related to the senses. And we're trying to communicate emotionally, okay, with the viewer. And, you know, Freud once referred to the dream as a picture puzzle. You know, in dreams, we have things that don't relate and, um, you know, stuff kind of goes out of sequence in a little bit, even even with uh, body parts or, you know, could have a, a, a man could have a head of a bird or something like that. You know, those weird things we have with dreams. Those are kind of like what montage as a graphic approach to picture making does. Is it starts to change out the normal slice of life and start to think about things more conceptually and emotionally driven than um, kind of giving the viewer all the answers. So there's layers to our storytelling. So this abstract interpretation of the way we perceive life is something that creates a visual field of information. And that visual field has its own hierarchy, okay? The more dominant things that we want to communicate are larger. They're more apparent. They're more on the surface. And then there's smaller echoing hints, little mysteries that maybe aren't even solved. Maybe the viewer has to solve it. It's like one of those stories where the you don't really know the ending, but you can interpret what that ending is for you. I think those things are always important when we're trying to make stories 
that people can connect to, that they can add themselves into the space. You know, one of the things that um, is important is looking at how we are as humans and how we function, how our eye sees, how we relate to things as artists, because that gives us insights to how we can use our art to make a connection. Because I think that's what most of us do is we're trying to make a connection. You know, our eyes, as we go through life, aren't still. We're always moving. We're blinking. Our heart is pumping. We're always in motion. Our lungs are expanding. Oxygen is coming in. Things are going on always. And it's never static. So I think one of the things that's interesting about montage is there's so many layers. There's resting points. You know, we bring the viewer in on a resting point, a focal point in the image, but there's always something else. It's not like, okay, here's the girl and the boy playing a game in the field. That's it. Maybe we can see a little bug in the, you know, in the grass or something else, but pretty much that's the scene. And, the, you know, we, our brain classifies it and we move on. But if we're dealing with more symbolic, you know, more, um, sophisticated layering in our imagery, then we have to dig deeper as artists to see how can we convey these things. We never even look at things. When we look at something, we look at one part of it and the rest is kind of in our peripheral. So um, when we are talking about uh, perception itself, it's um, first based upon what an individual takes in from all of their senses. So we see things with our sight. We hear things with our sound. We smell, we touch things. And the brain's comprehension of all of those things, okay, becomes the perception. So as artists, if we can appeal to the senses and to the emotions and have mystery, you know, what we don't show, all creates kind of an interest in the viewer to want to participate with what's going on. Even if they don't fully figure it out, then their brain, even after they've seen our work, is still thinking about it, even subconsciously. I think that's a really interesting concept. And the symbolist artist knew about that. So one of the things that I want you to kind of think about is even if you your work is more of a slice of life scene, okay, how can you take elements of your picture and adopt this montage type thinking, this ability to relate to the emotions, to create mystery or intrigue with what it is you're doing? Maybe this is one element that you could add to it. Maybe it's the way the background is presented, okay, of the scene. Maybe something is just not right. There's one thing that seems one way, but could actually be another. So give that some thought this week. How can I portray things in my work? 
okay, that will induce active participation by the viewer by making them question, making them see things that isn't something they can put in a category. And I think if you think about that, there might be a small element. Maybe it's something you can do just with the way you've changed up your color. It does maybe is even the composition, but looking at how color can um, affect people and the color being a little bit different than what we would normally see in a, in a slice of life scene. So in your pursuit of your work and how you want to relate to the people who purchase or view your work, maybe there can be an additional layer that you add, and I'm going to call it montage type thinking, you know, where there's lots of things that may not relate. But when we put them together, the brain wants to make a connection on some level. And then at that additional connection has some kind of symbolic meaning. It will change the way you perceive your own work and it will enhance others in the way they view your work because you open the door for them to enter. So with that, have a great week and as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.